Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? It's Friday, man. Does it does it matter though that it's Friday? Yeah, you know, we're we're we're, we're still going to keep track of them until they tell us not to, and uh, we're just going to pretend all the other days aren't their normal days. But when Friday rolls around, it's it's still Friday. It's still Friday. All right. Yeah. Um, let's do a little film Friday, shall we, Landon? We uh, let's do it. Well done. We uh, we've been looking at slot receivers over the last couple of days. Now that the Cowboys mm-hmm. have officially lost. Uh, Randall Cobb in free agency. I just saw as we were starting this podcast that Randall Cobb said he chose the Texans because he wanted to play for a winner. Um, thought that was kind of kind of funny. Um, they won but, the free agent battle that, yeah, that they was did. going on. <laughs> they won the, yeah, they, the the market battle. <laughs> they did. They also blew a twenty four nothing lead to the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about some potential slot guys uh, that could be available to the Cowboys. Now uh, we decided to look at guys that are probably not top. 50 picks, so guys, you know, third, fourth, uh, round and beyond. Um, and let's start with the guy that's considered probably the, the highest of the three names we're going to talk about. Uh, let's start with K.J. Hill from Ohio State, Landon. Um, and before I let you go into your film study, i got to be honest. This is typically the type of receiver that I don't like. Uh, he's a slot almost only receiver uh, with very little production in terms of, like, market share, uh, the athleticism is well below average, um, but I got to be honest, I, I kind of came away loving KJ Hill's tape. What did you see when you went back and watched him? Well, first off, from a kind of uh, ten thousand foot view of all this, uh, I I see your game here. Okay, I see I see what you're trying to do with, Whoa, with these that? with these trio. I, I, every single time we do a trio of these of players, it seems like there is a one of these kids is not like the other scenario, and uh, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll well, point that out when we get well, to that no, no, player. I, but see, here's the thing: I don't think the consensus is that there's a massive difference. Now, I think we'll get to some of the other names, but I think it's generally thought of that there's maybe a round difference between these three players. Okay, I well think, let me let me let me ask you this then: Yeah, who do you who do you think I'm talking about as the one of these players is not like the other? James Prochet. No, I'm not actually. So that's interesting. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Let's start. Sure fascinating. Now, now it, I'm really interested. It's John Hightower. Let's let's oh, let's okay. let's 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 get to these other guys first. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> KJ Hill. Uh, I I actually think that James Prochet is it Prochet or Prochet? Prochet. Okay. Um, I think that KJ Hill and James Prochet are actually pretty similar to me. Really, um, really, yeah. Okay. I, I, I just, I, and I, and the fact that the way they win, I think maybe. Uh, I, I think that KJ Hill is a, uh, is an upgraded version of James Prochet. Um, okay. so like, I, I, I see like a round difference between the two. Uh, maybe, maybe more. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there's probably two or three, at least in my opinion. So, uh, I, I see KJ Hill slight. Small framed, average height, not overly fast or explosive, but very smooth. 
wins with tradecraft, not with athleticism. Mm -hmm. uh, does a good job of using quick feet to break his uh, CB down and then gets back into striding with no wasted motion. Tracks the ball well. Uh, has subtlety to his game in route. But I wonder how much of the route tree he runs consistently. Um, bit no, of a I don't body. Think anything from the outside, right? It's all in the slot. Yeah, and even then, like, uh, I watched a couple, like three, three games, you know, and and like we talked about this, and that's again, kind of go back to the pro thing. Uh, I, I how many of how many of his releases were sideways? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, how many? No, can, I, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, Did please. You watched 2018 or 2019 KJ Hill? I watched three 2019 games. Okay, and it. it I don't think KJ Hill changed as a player between those two years. You think his role but, did? No, I don't even think his role did. I think the quarterback situation last year made more sense for his skill set. I, I think Haskins well, was better at delivering the ball kind of on time and on rhythm than what Justin Fields was. It was very frustrating to watch a wide receiver in Ohio State offense. I will say right. that just because there's, I mean, just I, they're running the ball constantly. I, I just felt like Haskins did a better job of delivering him the ball at the spots sure. where he was at and needed to be. Sure. I, well, and, and I, what I will say is that I mean, the one thing I did get to see with Fields a little bit, and that was kind of my next next note. A uh, bit of a body catcher, though, definitely mm -hmm. shows the ability to catch with the palms out and, and, and has the ability to make uh, uh, the catch outside of his body with no problem. Uh, but but seems to – you know, it's not like Terrence Williams where all you ever saw is body catch. Yeah. But he, t he tends to kind of uh, rely on that maybe more than he should while still being able to, you know, make the contested catch. He, I mean, I, he showed uh, the ability to – make catches outside his frame, which, uh, you know, that's the thing sure. you actually worry about, you know, is that they're in an inability to do that. So uh, last few notes, tough player, unbothered by physicality, field fast due to smoothness plus balance plus toughness. He doesn't get knocked off routes, which I, I do like that a lot. And, you know, he he's going to – he's one of those guys who – he will. He's like the male. He will show up on time. He's yeah. just no matter what. It's just like it's. It, 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 that's why you know he may not run a fast forty. May not have great time speed. But he also is not going to be having that speed that you know other players have mitigated by physicality and route. You know he gets sure. to where he needs yep. to go. Uh, and last thing, he runs like a running back with the ball in his hands. I, I, so where does he win? To me, I think he's a trade craft. Trade craft. He's a technician. With plus yak ability, uh, my unanswered question is: You know, he he runs some subtlety. He has some subtlety in his routes. I still did not see a player who showed consistent ability to get open on his own. And and I think in the slot, that's you know, the, life can be a little bit more difficult if you can't do that. So the question is: Is he going to be Randall Cobb, who finds a way to to do that? And, and has success, or is he going to be a guy who has skills a skill set that can't get unlocked because he can never actually get the ball in his hands? It's a fair question. Um, it, when I saw him at the Senior Bowl, I mean, just won just about every single rep that he was there. Now, he did yeah. have some concentration drops. It, it's not a technique issue. It's just sometimes he's looking to get up the field. I, I don't want to compare him necessarily to this player because he's he's not as good, but you can see some flashes of Jarvis Landry in his game. Right, or he's not the overwhelmingly great. I, yeah, athlete. yeah. I, I think as far as like he's on that spectrum for sure. Like, yeah. I, get, like I, I get what you're saying for sure. Like a knockdown from that 
type yeah. of player. But that's that's where he wins, right? He's going to win yeah. in the short to intermediate part of the field. He's but don't not you f- really a downfield slot guy. Don't you feel that Landry is kind of like the exception to the rule? Like that's that's why. Like I, I think before Landry, we didn't really Bolden. see. Well, that's what everybody compares yeah, to Bolt, right? Bolt or uh, Bolden or like I just yeah I think that there's this now, kind he's of more player athletic is tough. than Landry though. It's just I don't think yeah. he's quite as tough and as physical as Landry is. But I think he's on that spectrum of play, yes, right? Yes, for sure. Like that's for the sure. role he's going to win in is yeah. he's just going to win seven yards down the field and he's just going to be able to, to absorb contact and maybe take an eight-yard play 14 yards. Like, I think yeah. that's where he wins. Yeah. He will be useful in an offense, especially an offense that has players that will draw attention away from him. And I think that's – you're right. I think that's why I'm interested with him in Dallas because – Cooper and Gallup and Jarwin are going to draw a lot of attention. Can this guy make a living in the Cowboys' offense seven, nine yards down the field on key third downs? I I think that's where his role is, and that's why I'm interested in, frankly, if you get him in the third, fourth round, I think he can be a pretty good number three receiver uh, in year one, year two. What what do you think about his potential fit in Dallas' offense? Yeah, I mean, I think what we just said, like, as a slot guy, reliable uh, slot guy who uh, can give you something with if he can get the ball in his hands, uh, you know, I, I think the question is, is can he consistently separate from slot corners? He'll get a lot of single coverage, but, you know, is he going to be able to overcome his uh, lack of athleticism in order to separate from uh, very athletic slot corners? It's a fair question, and you know we didn't see anything at the combine that suggests he's a even a good athlete. Um, but may, it, see, these are the kind of receivers I really struggle yep. with, and I've always had. Yep. It's okay. Where do you rank the guys that are bad athletes but just know how to get open? Because that's mm-hmm. all he did at the Senior Bowls. The best corners there could not cover him in one on one. I I don't know. He, he's going to be a fascinating one to see where he goes. He's Ohio State's all time leading receiver. Um, like I said, go back if you get a chance. Go back and watch him in 2018. I just think you get a better display of what his game might look like in the NFL. Um, mm. Let's take a quick break and let's come back and we'll talk about James Prochet from SMU. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon. uh, This is a really, really difficult evaluation uh, but let's talk about James Prochet, SMU, 5'11", 201, uh, back-to-back seasons of uh, like 1,200 yards, uh, 15 touchdowns this year, 12 touchdowns a year before that. But if you watch his tape, it's all widening in out on you know tunnel screens and uh, bubble screens and then slant routes in an RPO offense. 
Uh, he's kind of a, a difficult guy to watch. What did you think about his tape? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, I, I thought he was a lot like K.J. Hill in the, his game. You know, they're both basically guys who I would imagine, and I don't know, but I would imagine at some like we're high, high school yeah. running backs and then we're converted to, to a wide receiver, you know, because they have that kind of uh, uh, body type. Um, you know, 5'11", 200 pounds. I mean, he's basically just the same. He's about four or five pounds heavier mm-hmm. than K.J. Hill. Uh, basically similar body type. Running back body, shorter with solid definition and muscle. Incredible right. hands. Reliable, plus can make difficult catch. Uh, uses his body well as a ball catcher, uh, good body control in the air, and good understanding of how to shield defenders from a ball in route. Uh, catching the football is definitely his best trait, but what's his second best trait? <laughs> That's a good question. Isn't exceptionally quick or fast or big or strong or explosive. Uh, st- st- difficult evaluation due to uh, offense. I even put it in my notes. Uh, I put where does he win? Catching the football. Well, unanswered questions again. Will he be able to consistently find a way to get open uh, with below average physical traits across the board? I mean, basically, the offense provided uh, a free run for this guy to get the ball and and run on the move. I think he, you know, with the ball in his hands, he could be a little bit creative. Like he, like both these guys with the ball in their hands, run like mm-hmm. they're running backs. The the question is, you know, I don't want to hand these hand the ball off to either one of these guys really. And so uh, I need to get these. I need to throw it to these guys, and I approach more than KJ Hill. I I. I'm concerned about his ability to get open. Yeah. Like I'm concerned about his ability to find a way to flash open. He doesn't, even though he's good with his body at, at blocking out. You know, so I think he could be good on some slants. I, I don't. You know, I have questions about his ability to run double moves. I have questions about his ability to run complicated routes. Um, I, I, you know, I don't even know that this guy, if he has experience running option routes or anything like that. So, I just feel like there's he's kind of a project and on top of that he doesn't really have the physical ability to um you know kind of warrant that at least with cole beasley when beasley came out he had quickness that was okay well he's tiny you know but he's quick. quick yeah the, the, yeah this guy doesn't really have a trait that is good enough to win with catching is not like it's not unto itself a, a, a skill set that is uh, a trump yeah. card. So how do how does this guy win in the NFL? I, I think he's several, you know, rounds beneath KJ Hill. As yeah. Far so as I mentioned that Jarvis Landry spectrum, right? I think he's at the the below, yeah. you know, the the low low end of that. Of okay, he can catch anything that's near him. But how are you going to get open? And are our quarterbacks going to trust to throw the ball to you when you're covered every single time? I, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to like James Prochet because the production was so good, um, but I, you just don't see him beating man coverage very often, right? Everything is schemed for him to be open. Yeah. Like I think he could make a killing going against zone coverage because I think he does have a pretty good feel of where to sit down, uh, and he's tough. It's just. You got to be able to do something else for me, and be, he's a below-average athlete. He's small. He doesn't have elite quickness. The seven-two-seven-three cone is pretty awful for a guy of his size. Uh, the twenty-yard shuttle of four-four-zero is pretty awful as well. 
this to me feels like a sixth or seventh round pick at receiver who you, you draft, maybe you stash him on a practice squad for a year or two, and then maybe he makes your team as a four, fifth, you know, the fourth or fifth receiver who can come in and you know he, he's going to catch the ball every time he's, he's thrown to him. But he's just not dynamic enough to have you feel good about him being in the top three of your receivers. Uh, to, I, I don't know about you, Blaina, but I actually saw quite a bit of stiffness in his routes. Like I, 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 I was, I was expecting somebody to be a little bit more shifty and that kind of stuff, and I, I just didn't see that. What, what did you think about that? I just, I don't see a guy who is uh, coming into the league, and I, I don't see how he's making a roster. I mean, that's Not like that's one, the that's right? my I think that's why I think is. he needs to be on a practice squad. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to hang around, and and even then, like I don't really know, like how much, like what's the benefit that keeping this guy on your on your practice squad? You know, like I, I don't, I, he's because he's so physically limited. What is what is providing a guy like this opportunity to learn more really getting you in the long run? I mean, it's a fair so, question. It really, I don't it know. Really is. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see it with this guy. I, as I will much. say, if, if I'm taking a receiver in, you know, day three, I'm probably taking somebody with more upside, right? Like I'm probably taking somebody. Yeah, who, like that's my thing. Who has at least has some special team exactly. as well, right? Because that's not something Prochet has. Yeah, you're looking for somebody with a little bit more speed, maybe somebody that has a trump card where, you know, he could at least win in you know a couple different ways or one way really well. Being, I, I mean, I know. As a receiver, you need to be able to catch the ball, but there's so many other things you need to be able to do well in order for you to, to have success in the NFL. I I don't know. I I just didn't see it. I wanted it to be. I wanted him to be an option, but I, I would be kind of disappointed if the Cowboys spent uh, you know even a fifth or sixth round pick on Prochet. Um, let's go ahead and move to the final receiver that we're going to talk about, uh, uh, John Hightower from Boise State. We know the Cowboys love. Uh, players from Boise State. Uh, they've even taken a receiver from Boise State in the last couple of years in Cedric Wilson. Um, I mean, I, I, I can kind of bury the lead a little bit here, but I, I like Hightower quite a bit more than Wilson coming out. Uh, what did you see from Hightower, Landon? Let's see. This guy, I felt like he was different. You know, I mean, I, I mean, this guy has speed and has uh, some height to him. He just feels like he's a different. He has more, uh, way more upside than either Plays one of these two Plays way more guys. on the outside than those other two. Uh, yeah, and I also think can do a lot more things immediately. I, I, I think he's he comes in. Uh, he's like six oh one. I didn't get his actually weight, but I, I, I mean he's he's tall. He's taller than these guys. He's bigger. Six one one eighty. Six oh one one eighty nine. Yeah, nine six eight thirty one and four eighths inch arms. Wingspan seventy five plus inches. I mean, he's bigger than these guys. Mm-hmm. Like he's significantly bigger than these guys, and more athletic. Uh, he's, he's probably not as stocky. He's obviously a little bit underweight, but uh, this guy can fly down the field. He can fly across the field. This guy is closer to a you know uh, bigger version of of. Uh, I don't want to say Tavon Austin, that's but like the, I mean, that's he, almost he the can same be role, used right, in a, that you want to use him as. Yeah, he could be used in that role very well. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, I I think that that's why I when I started seeing him, I was like, well, this guy's a little bit different yeah. than those other guys. So 
I, I definitely like him a little bit more just because of the upside potential there. Um, but uh, I, 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 I wonder, you know, what he is very mm-hmm. slight. Um, he, he will struggle, I think, uh, trying to get off the line consistently on the outside in the NFL. But I, this is a guy that you, you know, you talk about practice or, you know, practice squad or stashing or, you know, get, getting the upside out of a guy. This is a guy that at least has some upside to get out. You know, I, I think that he has some uh, speed and, and, and athleticism and, and, you know, he's a bigger guy that there there's value in being patient with a guy like this and getting him ready. And I think, again, like we said, he probably has immediate special teams value in some sense or and definitely some ability to be like a, a, a jet sweep guy mm-hmm. or, or, you know, but I think he could probably come into the in play slot at least on some level, depending on where it's. I also think he gives you the flexibility of, Hey, you could play him on the outside and you could move Amari Cooper to the slot. Yep. You could play Jarwin in the slot. Yeah. Um, just from the kind of the people that I've talked to and read about, it seems like the opinions on Hightower are all over the board. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him as uh, a third round grade. Uh, Lancerline at NFL.com has him as a UDFA. So it, it just seems like it's it, people's opinion on this player are all, I mean, again, all over the board. Um, I really, really like the comparison of Kenny Stills. Like, I think that's very similar in the way that he wins. Not not an elite, elite speed guy, but has certainly enough to make plays down the field. Um, the body catch, the body catches kind of bothered me a little bit. Like he does that way too often. Uh, he's somebody who's not going to um, out muscle uh, cornerbacks, but he can run by him. His ball skills are pretty good. Um, I I I struggle where to put him. I, I to me, I think once you get to like any time in day three. I think I'm interested just because the, the athleticism is so good. Uh, I know that he can win down the field. Doing the jet sweet stuff is really fun. Where would you be comfortable drafting him? Man, I hate this because I, I really have zero. Like, I don't know and what the fine. consensus like, is, so I'm really, put, I'm, I'm really putting myself fine. out here. <laughs> I, would, I would say in this class, like, the yeah, that's kind of what I'm maybe? thinking. Like the Cowboys have a late fourth round pick, okay. or, I mean, or a mid fourth round pick. Like, yeah, I, I certainly can see them being interested at that point, right? Put I put them in that that group that's all seemingly showing up at the fourth round. I I I, I love him. I like him in the fourth round, but man, if you got him in the fifth round, that'd be a kill. Yeah, to me, he seems like in a in a normal class, this, I could certainly see him going late third round, just because. Finding guys with that kind of speed is pretty difficult, but it won't shock me if he's there in the fourth round or the fifth round. Um, and you know, I think that's you know that's a pretty good value. Now, I'm going to put you to the test here a little bit. Uh, for the Cowboys, which of these three receivers would you rather have? Let's say in the fourth round, if the Cowboys are still needing a slot, let's say they go all defense with their first three picks, which guy do you want for the Cowboys in, in the fourth round? Of these, of guys? these guys. Oh, I I think I prefer Hightower. Really? I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I think just See, that's because interesting to me that you would rather have Hightower than Hill. I just I, and maybe I needed to see more Senior Bowl stuff. No, I, but I, I think this is a, but I a just, preference thing, though. I, I, I well, but no, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I. I I would want a guy that uh, like KJ Hill. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm not. I would put it this way: if I'm ranking them, I would say 
John Hightower, KJ KJ Hill, no thanks okay. on James. That's Brush. fine. Yep. My because I think that I think at Hightower and Hill, if if their draft, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, stock is where we are estimating it as. I, I don't have an issue paying those rates for those mm-hmm. two players. But I think even in the seventh round, like, what am I doing? Yeah, at that James point, you're just taking up a roster like, spot, right? Yeah, like, so so that that's why it doesn't really make... I, I almost think that he's, to me, un, uh, an undrafted okay. guy. So I would rank him Hightower, Hill. But that's, yeah, and again, between those two, that probably is preference, right? That And actually about more about preference and in play style for what you want. In well, that's what I was going to say. We don't, right? I mean, we don't have an idea yet of what type of slot receiver is Mike McCarthy going to want. Is yeah. he going to want somebody with more yeah. speed who can get down the field? Or would he rather have the guy that's a little bit more consistent in the short to intermediate stuff that can be really physical and can absorb contact? We don't know that yet. And I think after this year, maybe we'll have a better idea of what they're hunting for in the slot. Yeah. And so. I, I, again, this one, I really, really struggle with this one. I, I certainly. It's tough because it's, it's so, there's so many different ways to, to skin that sure. you know the cat and, and and I think that you know with Hill it's like, it's Hill to me is a different type of slot than this team has had in a while, you know and, yeah. and that kind of because they're used to getting the 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 Cole Beasley like exceptionally quick but not long even speed, Ryan fast yeah you know neither yeah these guys are more smooth route runners who are difficult to bring down, you know, once they have their ball the ball in their hands, which was kind of almost the opposite now, of Cole Peasley. Now, if the Cowboys were to happen to draft KJ Hill, to me that would almost make it seem like they have more confidence in Prescott being able to throw those guys open rather than in years past, right? I always thought early in Dak's career having a guy like Cole Beasley was incredibly valuable because he was open, right? He looked open a lot. But now that Prescott's developing more as a passer, you might be able to take a guy like KJ Hill instead of you know a, a Cole Beasley type because he can do other stuff after the catch because he can be more dynamic with the ball in his hands and you trust your quarterback to get him the ball in spaces where he can do that. I I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do at the slot position. Um, maybe they're going to go with you know a big slot. We didn't even really talk about the big slot options in this class. You know with Tyler Johnson and those type of guys, uh, maybe even a Colin Johnson, uh, Clay, Clay Chape will, uh, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame, excuse me. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be fascinating to see what the Cowboys do at receiver in this class because I'm pretty confident they're going to draft one because they just don't have anybody in that position right now. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.